0: This podcast is brought to you by Overtake Motorsport. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of WTHK. My name is Pedro Dorantes, and I'm once again joined by only one half of the Hunt brothers, because the other ha- the other half has gone missing, and we have not found him since last Friday, since we finished our last episode. Alex, how, how are you t- doing?
1: I'm doing very well, Pedro. I'm still on the lookout for Chris, but I've not found him yet. He's still not quite appeared.
0: Have we put warnings over Twitter? Eh,
1: I was going to wait another week or so, give him a chance to come back in. But yeah, we'll see how he gets on with it.
0: I should not be worried then.
1: Nah, he'll be fine. He'll come back. He's just being really (laughs) antisocial.
0: So we are coming from the Qatar GP. Uh hi, yeah. I, I, I have mixed emotions about it. I don't know about <laughs> you're feeling.
1: Uh it, it depends in what which way you mean mixed emotions. I thought it was a good race. It was a alright track. Didn't look it was nothing stunning. The political backdrop is well everyone's seen stuff on that, so but yeah, I I thought there there have been worse events this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Long, a long way, actually. Yeah. And Sochi to begin with.
1: Yeah. Well, I found it, Sochi was good at the last five, 10 laps, but
0: everything else was just. It was
1: perfect. a bit of a dope. Yeah.
0: The thing with Qatar, or as I said, mixed emotions, I was so hyped for Gasly. Yeah like properly hyped and he disappointed me in every single way.
1: Yeah, that was a really odd one. I, don't, I can't, he qualified for, as is the usual from Gasly now, but I don't know what he, him and Tsunoda, both of them just fell off in the race. I don't know what their tire wear issues were, but they just fell off completely.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'd be really interested to see if Gasly had kept his pace up because I think it would have been between him and Alonso for that podium. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a great battle to watch in the last few laps.
0: And that's the other bit of my contrasting emotions. I am still delighted that you that one so I'm getting into the podium.
1: Yes, it is a feel-good story. That one for a, someone over someone over the age of forty to get a podium yeah. for the first time since 2012, mm-hmm. and that was the great Shumi. So it's a. Uh, it's a rare feat, but it does. It shows it can be done, even in the days of these hyper downfall spec cars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it also speaks quite well um, about Alonso, which is, I mean, it's it's not something we oh, yeah. didn't know, but you've got to be quite the driver, and it, like the actual driver car side, you have to be quite the driver to you know make something like that happen.
1: Yeah, to be as on it as he was. At that age, when we look at Ger Raikkonen, who's about the same age, and he's fallen off a cliff, and Lonzo's just, he's still at the top. He still hasn't lost it yet. Yep. How long he keeps that for, I don't know until we come to the next year when Alpina last on the grid. I don't know if he'll be quite as motivated, but until that time, he's doing a damn good job.
0: Yeah. And if you ask me, and this is maybe, this might be a hard take that I have actually never said to anyone. I think the key to keeping that, you know, that the thing uh, that put him in the podium, is to leave F1 once again.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's it is noticeable that when yeah it was the same with Kimi again. He left, didn't he, for a few years? Came back and back 2012, 2013. He was on it, mm-hmm. and now Alonso's done his bit, gone to IndyCar, one Le Mans, one WEC. And he's come back more 2013 spec Alonso rather than 2017 spec Alonso where he was depressed and angry and just a bit slow. And now he's, yeah, back to where he was when he was attempting to win championships.
0: See, I, I think if I had to put like, he's my favorite driver. I don't know if I told you this.
1: I've, I've gained a certain, well, <laughs> the clues were there. Let's put it that way.
0: Um if I had to point why he's my favorite driver, I have to go back to um, one of the many press conferences given by Sergio Perez when he had no car. They asked the Mexican press asked him what what was he going to do if it didn't have if, if he didn't get a car for for uh, the season. He said, "I have an offer from Indy, but I don't want to race Indy, so I'll probably retire." Ooh. Yeah, that really,
2: nah. yeah,
1: yeah, that's not good. But you don't want you, I mean, it's one thing to think it, it's another thing to say it.
0: Yeah, it, it really, I don't know. Maybe it took it too personal, but my, you know, there are many drivers out there that would kill for an indie drive.
1: Yeah, I was and gonna say, I think
0: yeah. just like that.
1: Yeah, because I, I know European based drivers tend to be a little bit more, um, ooh, ovals, a bit scary, big scary ovals. But that seems to be falling away, that that mindset, with more and more people coming in and doing ovals now. Because yep. Ericsson did them straight away, didn't he? He's not skipped any from what I remember. No, he So he's done them all. That Chilton's the only one that skips any, but he was only an F1 for a year, so it doesn't technically count.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, one, one last thing about, well, I don't know if it's a one last thing, but the curves were really annoying me.
1: Oh yes, that was well. I, I was. I, I quite like them.
0: Why? How? Or, uh, explain that well, for I'm, I'm thinking on the basis of everyone complains
1: about all oh, if, if drivers go off the track, there's no punishment because it's all gravel. But if they go off, the punishment is are those curbs. And whilst it's an extreme measure, I'm not I'm not suggesting it is a particularly liberal or nice way of giving a punishment. It is very harsh and draconian it will t- give you the result that people have been looking for and to have that kind of incentive not to go wide i think made for better racing because when there were battles people weren't going flat out through the, say the final corner to get that extra 10 meters of space to the guy behind them and then couldn't get past so it ironically closed the pack up a little bit. You see, I I-
0: thought. No, go ahead.
1: No, no, I, I that's what I thought it felt like it did. Is everyone was slightly more uh conservative with small c going into the corners and coming out the corners that everyone could follow that little bit better, and it was quite an effective DRS going down into turn one, so it, it did work.
0: Yeah, see, that that argument makes complete sense, but I still don't like the curves. Not one <laughs> bit.
1: I will say the one thing that didn't know know me is they the description of when Gasly did his winging that it was described as being within track limits.
2: That, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah.
1: that's the one gripe I have on it. If you've got something within track limits that can do that to your car, there's something wrong there.
2: Yeah. If it's
1: outside track limits, then you're perfect. But yeah, to describe describe it as within track limits and fine, we'll keep going. <laughs> Not quite so convinced on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're in a in a bye week, actually. How do you call that in in, in British English?
1: Uh, we just call it week off. Just oh, okay. Or it just ends up for most people just being football week because the Premier League is back, so it's everyone's going to watch the football whilst there's no F one on.
0: Wait, who's there? Was something going on in the Premier League? I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, United has no coach.
1: Yes, Spanish United. yeah, Solskjaer's getting kicked out, and now they've got a random German guy potentially coming in. So it's, yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I had a playing Chelsea this week and it's going to be so much fun to watch, I hope. I do yeah. hope it will be fun. <laughs> I am a Chelsea fan, so I am biased.
0: You're a Chelsea fan? Yeah. Oh, that's, a fr- I I'm, didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it happened since the 90s, so it's, yeah, it's been a while.
0: Cool. I mean, there's a thing, it happens in Mexico, I don't know if it happens in other parts of the world, but you sort of get, you sort of, Sort of get the sense for, for the team people support just by looking at them.
1: Oh yeah,
0: and you didn't you strike me as a Chelsea fan. I I I don't
1: think that there's anything wrong with that. I'm, I promise, I'm not a typical football fan. I'm not someone you'll find in the terraces, but I do mm-hmm. like my football, and it is because my mum bought me a shirt when I was about eight. <laughs> and that's why I support them. And mum's a Crystal Palace fan, so it makes no sense as to why she wouldn't have got me one of those. But either way, we're here now. And for some reason, we're on a motorsport podcast talking about Premier League that's football.
0: Because there's no race this week and we had no guest. And apparently, we don't even have our other co host. So
1: yeah. That's three times. Are we, we co host now? Ooh, ooh, don't, don't tell Chris that. He won't. He'll take that too far.
0: I mean we're all closed
1: Well no, you're the host. I would argue that me and Chris are the regulars on it. I mean and I Chris I never does not need that ego trip. <laughs> Say again.
0: I never thought of myself as a host actually.
1: Nah, we I've got you down as the host.
0: Uh, I'm the guy who presents the show and everything else just follows.
1: Okay. All right, we'll go for a presenter then if you'd rather.
0: Nah that <laughs> works. Yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> So I, um, Jesus, I lost my turn. I thought, um,
1: You're saying here, I said, we both went off on that one,
0: yes. I said, um, <laughs> by week because I went for the American, uh,
1: oh, yes, sort yeah. of
0: way of talking. I'm a Manchester United fan, in case you are wondering, mm. although I'm, I'm more of an Atletico de Madrid fan.
1: Ah, okay, yeah, I've got a lot of time for uh, Atletico de Madrid, mm. got a lot of time for him. 'Cause you got Real Madrid and Barcelona you're just going, all right, fine, you got the money, you got all the players. But Atletico they're doing. Yeah, but we we're still beating you, so
0: <laughs> the so, problem with yeah. Atletico is that they have a lot of money, but they don't know what to do with it.
1: Yes, it does the the, the way they spend it is old. Yes, yes. that's I'm, quite weird. That, yeah, Felix for so that much was a bit mm-hmm. over the top.
0: Yes. We are not gonna discuss this in this episode for obvious matters. <laughs> Now we're going to go into the actual topic and we're going to dive into the Saudi Arabia track.
1: Yes, Jeddah, the Jeddah Corniche, just to sound a little bit more fancy. What the hell is Corniche?
0: Um, I
1: don't know. To be honest, it's, I'm pretty sure there was a Rolls-Royce called the Corniche back in the 60s and 70s, and that's the only other place I've ever heard that word. Mm. So I, I don't know the definition of it. Yeah. I think it's just a fancy way of saying seafront or something like that. Oh. I, I genuinely don't know. It's it could be anything.
0: See, this, it's just this is the I, fancy. That's like the sort of moments in which I would like tracks to be named, like in America, everything is called Super Speedway or Raceway, and that's that.
1: Yes, yes, it's ah, oh, it's always. But I find it particularly with ovals. It's always Speedway or, as you say, Raceway.
0: Mm-hmm. And you actually get caught, you get caught off guard by it. I mean, the, ever since I started writing for Overtake Motorsport, the amount of times I've I've written like Richmond and then I put International Speedway, then I go to Wikipedia, look at the name of the track, and it's oh no, it's Raceway, you not know, Speedway, and I got to change that back.
1: I was going to say, and you've got a lot more tracks to deal with as well,
0: oh,
1: and just America. So it's yeah, but yeah, well, we have a lot of. Britain always has Park at the end of it, Cadwell Park, Donington Park, Alton was, Park, so it's, just, so that's our equivalent.
0: Why do you call them parks? That's the question I, I, I had always wanted to ask and I never asked.
1: I can only assume it's because it was in a park, because a lot of the, a lot of tracks are in, well, the ones that aren't um, old RAF bases tended to be around big houses. Um, estates and that sort of thing, so it would be yeah, it's that sort of thing because I think olden Park was part of a big estate at one point mm-hmm. pretty sure Donington was as well but yeah, I can only assume it's that, or it's just a, a Britishism of just being oh, we all know what a park is, you just race around this one.
0: and call it a park Yeah <laughs> Cool um, Jedah, is it me or does it look like the sort of sad version of Punta del Este in Formula E? In oh that's opinion.
1: a great track front of the West was a great track for me yeah. but this it, this has got Dollfest written all over it because i noticed that you've seen that as well the um the drs map of the track
2: yeah and
1: there is literally it's like 200 meters or something for what the first drs zone and that is it's clearly because they don't think overtakes can happening they need and they think the drivers are going to need as much help as possible, which is quite depressing going into the first-ever race there.
0: I think the first thing that came to mind when I saw that, uh, the picture of the DRS zones, was, um, I don't know if you saw that game or ever played it, that arcade game they made with F1 called All-Stars.
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: They had little, like, boost zones so your car would go faster. Yeah. That's what it was to me. It's like a boost so your car can reach and then it's going to like lose steam, and but then you have another boost so you can go through it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Talking about F1 all, uh, race stars, Chris will be really annoyed we're talking about it and he's not in the, in the podcast because he loves that game. Oh, really? He absolutely <laughs> loves it. So us talking about it now, I think we'd never have to go back to that conversation and just watch him squirm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to go do it.
1: But yes, I see, I do see, it does feel a bit, oh, how to put it, cartoony.
0: Yes. And it's, it's... I thought about it this morning, and it frightened me a little bit. Because a week ago, that thing wasn't even close to being done.
1: No, I don't quite know how they've done it. And in fairness, there is a precedent been set by Career in 2010, when they were like three weeks out, and they laid everything down just in time this is cutting it a bit more a bit closer to the bone but it's it's still the fia ignoring their own rules again which is yeah i can't say i'm surprised
0: i think i know how how they did it but i'm pretty sure that's not um you know it doesn't go according with human rights
1: i would suggest that there is a, a questionable uh, work ethic over the last month or so for the Jela track mm-hmm. but then it's yeah maybe we're here to watch the race and they're giving us a track and I've actually played it on the F1 game and it's, good already, yeah it was downloaded last week I think it was one of the, the um, free DLCs da- you got I think last week and it's it's, it's, it's like Sochi it's good fun to drive i don't know if that's going to translate into watching it Mm. and it does feel like that someone's going to have a massive crash because it is
0: well it's it's related i have not seen a single route.
1: there weren't any on the game whether that's accurate or not we never know because they've essentially made the track in a game and released it before anyone's actually driven around the thing so i'm not going to take it as absolute accuracy but it does look like it's going to be very tight and very fast
0: yeah
1: at least with baku which although as fast as anything you've got escape roads everywhere
2: yep
1: anywhere that's high speed so that's good but I, mm. I promise you you're so close to the wall and some of the turns are just mad so i wouldn't be at some point someone's going to put it in a wall and they're going to put it in the wall hard properly and- hard
0: specifically putting it into the wall like the, there's one of the streets i saw the wall for the street which had no padding that's you know that's, that was my first concern um and what if someone crashes into the wall and everyone just gets to pile up in there
1: well there's a yeah it's it, it's, it's monaco-esque in that sense that it's quite tight and it is there is one line I'm struggling to find any other lines on the track that are remotely as quick. So it's, yeah, if someone at the front dumps it, lap one, lap two, I get the feeling someone else is going into the back of them later on in, well, probably five seconds later.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is a worrying thought. I don't think I've gone into a race thinking that ever.
0: I mean... Hopefully we get lucky. I mean, we, we said that someone could get hurt in the piddling in Qatar and that didn't happen.
1: Yes, yeah, so we thought someone was going to put it in a the ball there, but I, th- I think we may have underestimated the driver's skill on that one. But
0: yeah,
1: on a dusty track, which isn't going to be as grippy as Qatar is, I, th- I think luck may play its part a bit more than skill in certain circumstances this weekend or weekend coming up. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, The thing with the... Well, It was sand, but it wasn't dust. Um, the Netherlands had a similar problem, didn't
1: it? In what sense?
0: They had sand coming into the truck.
1: Oh, yes, that is. I think that's Bahrain have had that problem as well. But uh, but I think with sand, it doesn't, it's annoying, but I don't think it's going to affect the cars horribly mm-hmm. but unless you've got a full stance on which gets your stuff. But it's, yeah, I think the. Zandvoort's problem, it's basically a beach. It's literally a beach. So it's going to get sand everywhere. And it's, I've, yeah, there weren't any, didn't look like there were problems this year, was there? In terms of the actual sand having an issue. Yeah. The gravel was an issue, but the sand itself, I think they got away with it.
2: mm.
1: But it's more what it can do to an engine if you get a load down your air intake and it gets stuck somewhere it shouldn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. And that would be really annoying if that happened here.
0: You know what we didn't do? I I, I just realised that we didn't rate the race. We didn't rate Qatar. Oh, yes. I'm going to give it a
1: solid three and a half. Because you had your overtaking, you had your interesting bits because you had Bottas and Perez coming through the field and Verstappen for the first couple of laps. Mm -hmm. So there there was excitement there. Then you had all the punches. So there was good stuff going on, and um, the last ten laps were basically everyone just going. No puncher for Alonso. No puncher for Alonso. And yeah,
0: yeah,
1: everyone world got its wish, and there was no puncher for Alonso.
0: I do have to say, uh, my yeah. What was yours? What's
1: your rating for this? What was that? What's your rating for the race?
0: Oh. Up to me, I would give it a ten out of five because of Alonso, <laughs> but it is a three, and it's a solid, a well-deserved. One. And I do gotta yeah. give a shout out to my uh to my grandfather, who is a diehard um, uh, Ferrari fan, hmm. but he's still like stuck in the Alonso days. He Ooh. never wanted him to leave, so he was he was quite happy alongside me with the with his third place. Staff.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's, a, it's a Alonso, for, I get the feeling is quite popular in Mexico, is he?
0: Ah, yeah. It's, he's popular with the old timers and the, I'm going to call myself a veteran. I I don't consider myself that way. But, the the people before Drive to Survive, I'm sorry, I always oh, okay. bring it up and it always comes in the it's- show, but,
1: I I know what you mean. There is a clear gap or a clear divide going on there. And, uh, yeah, just acknowledge it's there. Nothing wrong with it. It exists. Well, the thing is, it's going to happen for a while now. It's it's something the F1 world has to deal with, and it's the F1 veterans, as you say, oldies, have to kind of get over it as to how they got into the sport. So they're into the sport, enjoy it. You've now got arguably the biggest growing sport in the world and it's your sport. And that is just closing in on a heyday, particularly if the racing's good next year.
0: So how many veterans do we have left in the... Now you made me think. How many veterans do we still have in the group?
1: Uh, ooh, what are we defining as veteran?
0: Uh, there's Kimi and there's Alonso.
1: Uh, Vettel there's... and Hamilton. I'd say Vettel and Hamilton as well. You would call Hamilton been... a
0: veteran.
1: Oh, absolutely! He's been around for fourteen years now. So
0: I was yeah. sure thing, but he's still at the top.
1: Oh yes. Oh, you Oh, you're to just. Oh, so Vettel, I think, gets to go in that because he's not at the top. Yes. All right. I quite like that. Uh, Ricardo's on the verge. Mm, I... Yeah, early thirties. He's been around over a decade now.
0: See, I sort, I sort of don't want to put him in there because I obviously didn't get into this sport because of Dried to Survive. But he was the new guy when I was coming in.
1: Yes. Yes. We, me and Chris were his first race in F one, so it was it was a while ago now.
0: What was it? Yeah,
1: uh no, HRT, the Hispania racing team. Oh yes. <laughs> he did the half season with them in twenty eleven. And it was, yeah. it, it was that Silverstone and it was his first race and over we there. And it was great fun but yeah it's i if we're putting ricardo in i think perez needs to be involved as well because he's been around just oh, as yeah. long totally. same sort of age and although he's in a well, he's nearer the top mainly because of the car currently but it's yeah i'd put those two in the same kind of category currently
0: yep so how many we got was that four
1: uh f- uh oh was it four or five yeah Kimmy. Alonso. We weren't include, including Alton, were we? No. so Yeah, it's four because of Ricardo uh, Perez. Oh, no, five. Vettel.
2: Okay.
1: Cool. seven there. So that's a quarter of the
0: grid.
1: Ooh. I'm not sure Bottas can be quite considered yet.
0: I don't consider him a
1: No, uh, not yet.
0: I'm not really sure why, but I don't.
1: Well, he's a bit younger. I think he's what he's about. To say, yeah, so he's about thirty thirty one, isn't it? He? He the same age as Ricardo. But he's it, been in the sport less time.
0: It would make sense cause if if you think of the fact that he's been in the sport ever since Lord Maldonado was racing.
1: Yes, he was. He was. He was, uh, he was Lord favorite, and Savior Maldonado's teammate. Yep. Yeah. And made him look very silly on occasion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, All Maldonado. Th- yeah. Maldonado is um he's um, uh, making PR uh PR work for his son. Oh is he? Yes. He, okay. He races with his son in the um uh, yeah, yeah the Le Mans series?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. What the American one or the
0: No, no, the American one died and it it, it became Inza.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so WEC the World Endurance Championship. No, 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 so. the,
0: the other thing uh, it's called Le Mans mm-hmm. European Le Series. Oh, Elms. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like
1: I know it. what you mean. Yes. 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 Yeah, I forgot that was still around. To
0: he races with his son, and he actually makes a lot of pure work for him. Like I would like to see my son race Vital's son and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. That's. Oh, I don't know how I feel about British motorsport dads. It is. Yeah
0: and to the kid's credit I mean he's he is racing uh, European Formula 3 everything
1: yeah he was doing something decent wasn't he Um, yes. he was yeah proper single seated stuff so it's but then uh, Madelotta himself was doing that at that time so it's he was the talent was always there with Madelotta he just couldn't harness it properly
0: yeah
1: which is a pain but it's happened before him. It will happen after. him.
0: Did Maldonado ever try his luck at um at IndyCar? I can't remember. No, no, I
1: don't think he ever did. Which I find odd because that would be a perfect series for him.
0: Yep. I was going to do that just to introduce this another random fact that happened over the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know who just won over here in Mexico?
1: Uh, ooh, what series?
0: In the Baja One Thousand gold ever heard of that i know the name i don't know who won it though alexander rossi won Estate stage really yes wow mm-hmm.
1: oh american-based drivers do do a lot of series don't they yeah they're it's always doing I mean, this something got, else
0: you got like both sides up. As opposed to in like, in Europe, when you have drivers, you know, all the F1 rejects going to another series. Here you yeah. have, like, both sides of the spectrum. You have the die-hard, the diehard NASCAR guys that don't move out of NASCAR, and the guys that come from Indy that do all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: Yes, well, there was a Tony Stewart. He started in IndyCar when it was IndyCar just doing ovals. Went to NASCAR, and then did dirt racing, didn't he? He did yes. those, um, yeah. And he has on,
0: he has on bikes too, as well. Oh, well, does he? <laughs> Motocross, yeah.
1: How oh, some people are just good at everything.
0: The what's it called? American Motocross, MAA, the American Motocross Association.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's well, it's amazing what drivers can do when they put their hand to it. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's. I know Europe is very focused on. If you're a single-seater driver, you're a single-seater driver. You might go into sports cars when you're older, but until that time, make sure it's got four wheels outside of the (laughs) bodywork. And it's it's not a good. Well, it, it can be a good trait if your talent doesn't end up winning, but the majority don't. Therefore, it's kind of you're pigeonholing yourself into a career that might not necessarily work out.
0: Yeah. it might might not even be that long wouldn't it
1: well if you look at Palmer uh, Julian Palmer yes he got to F1 but only ever did single seaters and quit at the end of 2017 and hasn't raced since mm -hmm. and if he was based in America I bet he would still be racing
0: oh yeah totally IndyCar
1: yeah IndyCar or well any other probably IMSA as well because it's that's an underrated category. That is.
0: What was I going to say? Oh yeah, that IMSA. That was my other yeah. random fact for the week. Do you know who owns IMSA?
1: Roger Penske as well, is it?
0: I didn't know. I, I I legitimately didn't know. I thought it was Penske, or some other, yeah. or some other. You know, those kind of like holding yeah. groups that formed themselves just to uh, own yeah. race series. No, NASCAR owns it. What? Yes, NASCAR owns it. That was that was my expression right there. It's
1: Brian France basically go, you know what, I'm going to buy this about 15 years ago and then bought it.
0: <laughs> Brian France and a couple of years ago they essentially basically declare him unfit to run any sort of racing series. Ooh. Not officially of course, but you know we re- everyone realizes he's a moron so they just well, like, <laughs> he is I'm speaking this oh, I'm
1: not disagreeing I'm not disagreeing necessarily sure. but it's just um, you put it in such a way that I wouldn't have
0: <laughs> I would I, I mean yes I I mean when you put when you put with the guys decisions for 10 years yeah you can call a Amar I
1: him have that with Jean
0: <laughs> so yeah NASCAR owns them and, and they essentially just they didn't touch anything it's sort of like when companies buy their competition
1: yeah just leave it to
0: they bought it and, and they live they left it as it is
1: that's odd because that's a I can, I can imagine sports car racing in america is huge
0: uh, it's uh, it's big but it's still cold following
1: yeah yeah, it's the same in Europe. We've basically got Le Mans. Everyone knows Le Mans, but other than that, people just go, well mm. They're doing what now?" Oh. Problem is, there's no coverage of it. There's no consistent television coverage of it in, in free-to-air channels. Oh. So people just—if you don't watch it or can't watch it—you just don't pay any attention to it. Mm. But yeah, it's, I can imagine if you know if the WC with the new hypercar stuff ends up getting televised properly. Mm-hmm. it would go it would go go yeah it grow in popularity massively
0: so uh, we do have for you i mean you can watch it you can watch it and stuff like espn plus because they own the rights to it but i don't know if they still do it they used to have um short versions of the races in like <laughs> an hour an hour and a half
1: oh really okay now, i know they used to do quick two hour 45 ones but uh, it's, yeah, that's good. Because that, that's a good way of doing it. You kind of want, you don't want them too long because people will just not watch it all. Yep. But you want it longer than the average IndyCar or F1 race because it's an endurance series. Does, that's quite does it, good.
0: Does it actually, does it happen like, like the same thing that it happens to me? I sit and watch a race and if I have the time, I can legitimately sit and watch eight hours of racing non-stop. And oh, I think. Yeah. I tend to think everyone else is going to do it too. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it depends what you're watching. In Britain, we've the BTCC the coverage starts at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning
2: mm-hmm. and
1: finishes at 6 o'clock in the evening. And wow. it's wall-to-wall coverage. So you've got your three touring car races. You've got your Geneta's. You've got your F4. and tends to be, Well, it used to be Renault 3, but it's now minis and why the other series is on that weekend then it's it's constant it's full seven seven and a half hour program purely just for national racing mm-hmm. and with that you know that you're not the only one watching it
0: no oh, i didn't know that was a thing i know about BT Star, about btcc but I didn't know they had so many uh series in yeah
1: this the, the, the support series for touring cars is huge it's because it's Basically touring cars has been since the nineties has been huge.
2: Mm.
1: And you if you're on the support bill, you guaranteed at least one or two races alive on free to air TV. And mm. for sponsors, that's gold. And therefore for the drivers and teams, that's gold. So it, it it works out really well for everyone. And it's yeah. I don't know how often it's done in other countries, but it is it's very well done here.
0: It's not done over here, I'll tell you that.
1: <sighs> oh, it's... It, could, yeah. do you have a is there a Mexican touring car championship?
0: There's NASCAR in Mexico and not uh, even yeah. not even that one gets all that much attention. And, and you know, it's our it's our oldest series in, in the country.
2: No, oh, really? Wow. Yeah.
0: And it, it's been always um owned by NASCAR actually. Funny enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I I yeah. Because I know Argentina's got TC two thousand or
0: whatever it is. Oh that's that- that thing over here is the weirdest thing in the world, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because in most uh cable systems, in, in, well not in most, in the only sets of channels that, that talk about motorsport here in Mexico, hmm. we uh, sometimes they air shows about um, you know Argentinian racing yeah. p c, but we don't have any way to watch any single race. Oh,
1: God, that's... Oh, no, that's... A, oh. They're
0: essentially telling you about a championship that you cannot watch.
1: That is... Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. I know that... Oh, don't like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watching the World Cup final and going, you know what, we're going to talk about this World Cup final for the next three hours and how, how it went down. But you can't watch it.
0: That's oh. exactly that.
1: Not oh, nice. And it's why it's a good series as well. So it's even more painful. I
0: uh, I've never seen it. I mean, it, to me, it looks ah, uh, it's going to sound horrible, and I and I hope we have no Argentinians watching. Um, but it's it feels to me like a bush league. You know that term?
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, we have a. Uh, I think we've actually that's becoming a term in Britain. But yeah, I know exactly. You
0: what what
1: Sunday you mean. Yeah, Sunday league tends to be. Is the football analogy?
0: That's what it. It's, it feels like a Sunday league racing series to me.
1: It's it's an odd one because I've I've watched some before. It's the same with the Brazilian stock car championship. You've got some proper drivers in there, and you've got some properly good cars. Well, I due to the fact we just don't get enough coverage of it, you can't get a big enough picture of how good it really is.
0: Mm-hmm. I do what I, understand, I I I do know there. Uh, their technical specs are a bit nuts. They're all V8s yeah. and they run on diesel, so. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate.
0: It's not the most environmentally friendly series in the world.
1: <laughs> I doubt it's the nicest sounding series in the world either. Ugh. I know you can make diesel sound better nowadays, but it's never as good as a V8 petrol engine. I mean,
0: it's not even meant for racing, is it? I
1: mean, I, 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 I thought not. I don't think so. Uh, It's meant to be for, well, massive trucks, 18-wheelers and um, HGVs and such, so they can actually drive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, that's also mad. Um, Lorry racing, I don't know if you've got that in Mexico, but it's literally getting um, lorries, HGVs, and take off the trailer and just have them racing, and it's amazing to watch.
0: I don't have it but I got into it because I don't know if you know the games American Truck Simulator and it's European. Yes, yeah. I'm oh, yes. I'm a huge fan of those so that's how I got into truck racing basically. Yes.
1: I think there's a truck series racing game somewhere on the PS4.
0: I have one for the PS2. But the
1: PS2 even yeah. better.
0: It nice. it it no longer works. I don't know if you remember PS2 discs some of them used to be blue or purple.
1: Oh, yes, yeah.
0: Well, my system can no longer play those. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've not turned my PS2 on for years. I don't know how it'll work if I were to turn it on, but it's... Yeah, it wasn't working very well when I last used it about a decade ago.
0: I, I just realised the, the sheer amount of randomness in this conversation.
1: Well, it's it, it shows that we're in a slow news week for F1. So, there's no IndyCal. There's no not Cal. F1's not yeah. happening this week. And it's kind of, yeah, just talk about whatever motorsport series we can. Indeed. Because at this point, I think we're on at least six. So, I think it's a new record for the podcast to get as many race series in as we can talk about.
0: Yes, we had only done, like, four last time. I, last time I counted, we did, like, four.
1: Today, we've mentioned even more.
0: And you're right. We're actually running out of, of a series. I mean. There's not even rally anymore.
1: No, yes, we had Mondo, the Monza rally finished,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think Ogier got his, his eighth title, didn't he? So he's now, yes. he is now officially the goat. Well, the statistical goat. But yeah, it's
0: I mean, he was, to me, it was the goat like three years ago.
1: I have a lot of time for a lot of the drivers in the uh, the likes of Mackin and McRae. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of time for them. But yeah. Since two thousand and what one or something, it's been. If your name's Sebastian and you're French and in the WRC, you're about to have a really good time. So, the two of them, both Love and Ogier, have been, yeah, they're top five guaranteed. I think.
0: Should we return to F1 for a sec? Ah, uh, yeah, go on then. How the how is people in burden taking the whole Hamilton thing? With its helmet and, and everything he usually does. It because goes, course, It seems to have like exploded this week.
1: Uh, and well, it went down well. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any consistent, uh, arguments against what he did. But I think was Schumann about the, uh, the helmet he wore over the Grand Prix weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, yeah, the Pride flag. There was no, now, I didn't see very much of people not liking it. A lot, there's lots of celebration for it. Being the liberal democracy that we purpo- purport to be, it's one of those things that you're going you know, to happen with the majority of people are going to go, Yeah, love it. Mm. Whether it does anything, not so sure. I'm, I'm not suggesting he hasn't doing anything. The problem is that. It's not superficial on the basis you're making a very valid statement, but I doubt the Qataris will have gone, oh, I'm quaking in my boots, Hamilton's wearing a pride flag on his helmet.
0: Do you think the Saudi Arabians could?
1: I would be very interested to see what happens, because he is, in theory, doing it again, isn't he, for Jeddah?
0: I mean, knowing Hamilton, I don't think he's going to change his
1: helmet at all. Yeah, I've heard somewhere that he might actually keep it for the Jeddah weekend. And in which case, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I would like to think that the Saudis would let him do it. It would be... At this point in time, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and we'll say yes, he will let the the Saudis will let him do it. uh, Until proven otherwise, I'm going to go with that.
0: (laughs) It'd be very odd if we saw his helmet like in, in fb one and 2 and in Quali. Yeah. And then he shows up in Sunday with just a black helmet.
1: Yeah. I think that would be even worse for the Saudis oh, than yeah? not actually letting him have it on. Yeah. Because it it would be quite obvious that someone has gone, take it off or you don't race. And, or something of that ilk.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's. Or you don't want that kind of. You don't want that to be the look, going into the first ever Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, or around it, and it will it will make headlines that will make it even worse for the Saudis if it's just something that
0: bothers them. I don't even think they would care. I don't think they would do it, but I don't no, think I, don't. They, I I don't think they would care anyways. I mean, you got the no, money. And you got the contract for, you know, the extension for doing the Grand Prix over a couple of years. And people are just going to tune in and watch.
1: Yeah, uh, there is the element that if if that is the protest they get, say you're sitting from the Saudi Arab point of view and you, hypothetically, you're not a fan. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: hypothetically, we're not fans of that sort of thing, hypothetically. If the worst protest you get is... I say worst, the worst process you get is one of the drivers wearing a pride flag on his helmet over the race weekend. You're going to look at that and think, oh, that's a win.
0: Oh, yeah. With all the things that could have gone wrong, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I I think from the Qatari and the Saudi Arabian point of view, that is, as you say, they're not going to be bothered by it because that's not going to hurt them. Yep. And it, yeah, everyone feels like they've done something right. So Hamilton feels happy he's made a statement. All the fans are happy he's made a statement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, everyone will move on and it will... Going to Saudi Arabia and Qatar will be normalized.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad people over there are taking it well because over here people don't take it that, that well. Really? Uh, I, I wouldn't say they Well, yeah, here's the thing. Mexicans are really—they're they're quite fast to question things based on nothing. Okay,
2: okay, so, so, I know what you mean.
0: I, I guess you can—you—you you, you can assume what, where I'm going to with this. I can see
1: where you're probably going. We have something similar with Brexit.
0: So, yeah, so everyone is essentially questioning Hamilton's uh, sexual preference. I guess that's the best way to put it in a podcast.
1: Uh, well, th- oh, wow. That didn't, that, that's not where I thought that was going.
0: Oh, shit. where well, you thought it was going.
1: <laughs> I thought it was just going with there'd be lots of disagreements about it and just oh, be, no, and no, being no, divided. No, they, oh, they, no. So
0: they don't. They let it happen, right? It happens. They don't say a thing. Yeah. And then they start talking about. quiet i I've
1: never thought about it to be honest me neither any of the drivers i've never thought Meh. it's just kind of that's their private life let them get on with it that's
0: you know that would be that would be a reasonable thought wouldn't it
1: i'd like to think i'd like to think so
0: and in theory
1: given we've had how many drivers we've had at least six seven hundred drivers i would suggest at least one of them's been gay
0: but it, it only happens to Hamilton for some reason. Uh, Vettel uh, protested, uh, protested as well, and he wore pride flags as well. I and wonder that if that. Nothing about that.
1: The one thing that Vettel has that Hamilton doesn't is Vettel has a wife and kids.
0: Jesus, would uh, Yeah, Internet.
1: and it's that sort of logic that makes people go, "No, he's fine. He's just making a protest." But Hamilton, being uh, appearing to be single with no wife, no kids. We go. Ooh, what's he doing without a wife and kids? Is he straight? And it's that sort of unnecessary BS.
0: Now I that legitimately don't feel,
1: shouldn't have to deal with.
0: I legitimately feel ashamed. as a presenter, and as a co-host of the show. Because um, yeah, as you said, I mean, it's it's their private life, and there's really no point of going there.
1: Yeah, I the problem is if it's. It's part of the conversation on the basis people keep bringing it out, and it's as it, if you've got as you've just said, you found that a lot in Mexico. It's just kind of, it won't be just Mexico that's having those conversations. I'm and sure those conversations are happening in Britain as well. They're just not in most obvious. people's um, yeah. They're not obvious. They're yeah. hidden away somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: I do gotta say, and I'm gonna finish this topic <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, because I um. The thing is, I told a lot of people, and I'm going to, at least 15 people, I don't have enough fingers in my hands to count them. Um, I told them, this is Hamilton doing what Hamilton does. Hamilton likes to do this sort of stuff. He likes to mess with people a little bit and make a stand or at least try to do so for whatever he believes with. you know, that's, That's exactly why the Mercedes car is black instead of silver. Exactly, And, people, and it's, don't, yeah. people don't buy it for some reason.
1: Yes, there will always be people that don't buy it, but I think the majority of people with an IQ above two will <laughs> realise there's more to life than just, oh, the racing has to be the same colours and all the racing drivers have to be straight and they all have to be like James Hunt. And you've got, no, that's yeah. not how life works you
0: just called half of Mexico stupid.
1: Oh, a lot of Britain stupid as well with that comment, so that's uh it's not aimed just at Mexico. That, that to me, it's probably a lot of the world. So Yeah, it's you can keep that in the podcast if you want when you edit it.
0: I'll keep it. I'll yeah, I'll keep it. I'll, just remember just remind me to never go back to the topic again.
1: Yeah, I I think it's the problem is neither of us want to do the topic but we've got to address it on the basis it's some reason it's in the public domain and it's just yeah well eventually we end up with a openly gay f1 driver and there'll be a storm in a teacup about it and by the time that's happened no one will care because they'll be doing what everyone wants them doing that's race cars
0: yeah hopefully it's that way um I had one more thing to tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had one question that just popped in my head. Well, no, it's been there since I, uh, for like two years, I, I just had no one to ask. Um, and given the fact that we, uh, you know, we just indulge in so many random topics in this episode, why are rugby stadiums usually smaller than soccer stadiums?
1: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh now, I'm going to know an awful lot of rugby fans here by saying rugby is not a, that popular sport compared to football. Seriously? Yeah, rugby is not as popular as football. It, although it is a very popular sport, I will say. There's a rugby club just down the road from me, and it's, yeah. And you will find if you go around Britain a lot, you'll find a lot of um, floodlit rugby pitches for night matches, but you won't find any floodlit football matches or football pitches that aren't league matches so the premier league championship etc but yeah it it comes basically down to popularity and money and because they're not it's not as popular sport consistently there's less money and therefore you don't have a, and therefore you can't buy build bigger stadiums oh cool and a lot of it will come down to um tv revenue say no Tottenham hotspur built their new stadium it's like Mm -hmm. a billion pounds whatever it is but that's the reason they can afford that is because they're getting that much in TV revenues and rugby clubs just don't have that cash.
0: Mm. That's a first for me, actually. I, I I always thought, at least in Britain, that they were sort of like side by side in terms of popularity.
1: They are in terms of internationals. So um, Twickenham, the main, the, the home of rugby like Wembley is for football. Mm-hmm. That's a huge stadium. Yes. Um but uh, it's club rugby, whether it's rugby league or rugby union, is it's just not as popular as club football. Mm-hmm. International rugby is good. Well, the, the Six Nations, that sort of thing, as we've talked about previously. Yes. Sorry, ah.
2: um,
1: it's... That is popular, because the, they go to the biggest stadiums. You've got Stade de France, you've got Twickenham here, you've got the, um, the Olympic stadium in Rome. Say again?
0: Auckland in New Zealand.
2: Oh. And, uh, and Auckland New Zealand
0: yeah well that's that's isn't that the city where the stadium is
1: uh, oh yeah it will be but they're not in the Six Nations
0: oh okay yeah
1: yeah I was going to, so you got France with the um, start to France and you got um, uh, Italy with the Olympic Stadium and they're always full yeah. and that's every, that's a yearly event and it's National rugby, well, inter- international rugby does tend to be a lot more popular than club rugby, mm-hmm. which is a shame in some ways, but it's it's just the way it is currently. I'm sure rugby will bring itself back up soon once football decides it doesn't need as much money as it's got.
0: <laughs> I must apologise for like trying to go down the southern hemisphere.
1: Oh, I don't know what to do with the Southern lot. Like, they just keep beating us. <laughs> every time they beat us, World Cup finals, they just beat us every time.
0: And I guess on that bombshell, it's time to come up with a poll because we're, <laughs> we are running out of time
1: Ooh, a poll. Um, I feel like it needs to be on the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Do, I, I think do something on. Ah, um, oh, something. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do a DRS one. Uh, is three it's three DRS zones at jeddah too much that's sort of thing
0: Will we see overtakes of the Saudi arab GP?
1: Will we see consistent overtakes yeah i think yeah that's a good one
0: let's put that in the poll for the for this week um once again i i think i have to apologize uh to our kind listeners we're back again recording on Friday and you'll get your pulse on Saturday morning, instead of the usual Friday morning.
1: Yeah, well, that's what happens when you've got one of one of the brothers hunt that decides he doesn't fancy turning out. <laughs> completely ruined the plans.
0: Yet again, what? How did you say it last week? Um, it's not a matter of where; it's a matter of when, or something like that.
1: I know. Oh, I can't remember exactly what I said now. <laughs> I know. I remember saying something similar to that. And I can't remember what it was and what the context was. But yes, I know what you mean. It's um, it's always going to be done. We're always going to be in a house. It's a question of when we actually sit down on the computers and get this done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for the show, guys. Um, I think it, it is. See?
1: See? Yeah, he's, 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 he's there. He's missing one person. He's, he's done it again. Just him not being here is ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun podcast this well, actually, talking about as many random topics as we possibly can
0: It is. see that this is our listeners don't know it but this is a trailer for our off-season shows
1: yes yeah <laughs> until we start doing research for whatever random questions we want to ask about f1 and its history this is what it's going to be like
0: <laughs>
1: and if you're enjoying it keep listening because it's going to happen again
0: oh yes absolutely that's all for us this week two, right? th-
1: yeah, two three months of well, actually, yeah, pretty much two three months of no F one. This is what's going to happen until Dakar and the Monte Carlo Rally start. And NASCAR. I was going to say, yeah, that's early. What time is that? Is that February
0: for the Daytona? Usually yeah. Valentine's Day. That's the Daytona.
1: Now that's how you start a motorsport series with a yeah. Daytona 500. That is brilliant. <laughs>
0: And that's a wrap for us guys this week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And we'll see you here next week. Hopefully with a blue light. you later.